good customer service really isn't enough. It needs to be an exceptional experience, right? Yeah. And and a human connection. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think um, has come out in research is, you know, they thought that younger people don't care about human contact. Oh, they do. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, but I mean, a lot of people. Oh, yeah, they're just online and they don't care about human contact. Mm-hmm. They, so don't worry. You know, they'll buy everything online. They don't care about that. But I think uh, what they found is um, the young younger people appreciate it even more mm-hmm. because they haven't experienced it that much because there there isn't very good experiences <laughs> in retail most of the time and so they're really wowed when they do get it yeah. and they go wow this is you know maybe don't think that way but they they walk away going wow that was something uh, I really want to experience more of mm-hmm. I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. On today's show, we are in Spokane Valley, Washington, at the Quilting Bee, which is owned by Scott here, and his manager, Michaela, is also joining us. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for welcoming us into your shop, and I was like, this is a long shop, but hopefully they'll have us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we tossed a coin. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, and... I'm like, I love this shop. I've been here before. And so I just wanted to come talk to you guys about owning it for one thing and then also managing it because, you know, it's like my, my dream. So I'm like, (laughs) pick your brain, tell me how to do all of it. So Scott, I want to start with you. You guys have had this business for over 40 years. I saw. Well, we haven't no, uh, it's the business has been around for 40 years. We're actually the third owner and we've, we've owned it for about 11 years. Okay. Just had our 10th anniversary last October. Okay. Uh, and then we've been in this location since February of 2017, so we're just about four years, I guess, something like that. I don't know, four or five, whatever it is. It goes fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dream or a nightmare, not sure which. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so you've owned it for a little bit. Um, so are you, your guys are the ones who built this new building then, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So where were you before? We were over uh, just a little ways down I-90 at Pines, the Pines Interchange in Spokane. Okay. And so uh, we, you know, Went around looking for a new place to build, and uh, and so this is the the, you know, the best location we could find close to another freeway interchange, mm-hmm. uh, and a, a good location that we could afford, so on and so forth. So, yeah. so uh, we're very fortunate to find it. It actually turned out to be a a friend of my dad's that owned the property. Oh, you know, nice. after looking all around for like six months, then it's like, oh, look at that! This guy owns it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of handy. Of, uh, yeah, handy. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I, yeah, again, I said I've been here before. It was just once, but when we walked in, I was just like looking at everything. I I think I laughed the store five or six times because I was just so excited to see everything and it just felt really like comfortable and happy to shop in here. So I appreciate that. Well, that's what we're trying to do. You know, it's it's supposed to be a, a candy store for mm-hmm. quilters. So, uh, you know, that's the idea. We wanted to build something where, where you could come in and really ex- have a great experience uh, and... You know, there's as we talked about before we started the show. You can't build a large enough quilt shop. We figured that out right away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we built as much as we could, yeah. and a little bit more than we could afford. So it was uh, it was fun to do. And uh, if we had to do it again, and we had more money, we'd build a bigger one. But right. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's still uh, fun to uh, to create something. Just like it's uh, creating a quilt it was fun to create a custom quilt store. Yeah, that would be I like. Yeah, that would be a dream. I don't know, just to be able to set up how you want it and not have to retrofit anything to an old existing building, but make it what you want it to be. Yeah, we spent a lot of time, you know, 
measuring what we had in our old store and trying to figure out what we want to expand into and trying to organize just how we wanted the classroom to be and just how we wanted the repair shop to be and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And of course, you move in and two years later, oh, I wish I would have thought of this or that or didn't know we'd grow so much in this area. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you you do the best you can, but um, it's still nice to be able to not, like you say, go in and retrofit a space as opposed to designing it from ground up. Right. That's so cool. So you have a classroom, is mm-hmm. it? And I think I've seen that. Um, how do you run classes a lot? Or yeah, we have about a hundred classes a month. So we have a lot of classes. You know, when we when we bought the store, they had a lot of classes, and so we just kept expanding that. So our classrooms about fifteen hundred square feet, and you can divide it into one, two, or three classrooms. Okay. Uh, so we can have large events in there. And then we can have small classes, including like machine mastery classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it works pretty good for that. We even have a, as designing it ourselves, mm-hmm. we have a pass through from a full kitchen oh. into there. So we can open these little doors and serve from the kitchen directly into the classroom, oh, wow. which has been fun to do. Of course, during COVID, that didn't happen so much. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, so we're like, well, uh, that's gone. But, yeah. uh, but that's uh, another fun feature that we able to build into the store. Okay. So do you quilt? Not really. Uh, okay. No, I have been known to sew. You've done it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I've done some sewing. And I've done some machine testing stuff like that. Hey, my wife would say, "This is a new machine. Can you just sew every stitch this thing has? Make sure that you know it does every stitch well." So I yeah. sit there. So while she's doing something creative, I'm sitting sure. there doing the just feeding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about the extent of my not too uh, much commitment. Yeah, I, I set up you know long arms and things mm-hmm. like that, but uh, but uh, I have other hobbies. Uh, and I don't have the patience for sewing Mm, because if it goes something goes wrong then I'm not very happy and I have to put it down yeah they um call me my friends call me the cussy quilter so (laughs) (laughs) the cussy quilter that's good things fly out of my mouth when I cuss I mean when I quilt (laughs) well yeah there's all kinds of different cultures I found out you know my my wife I only is only culture I really knew Mm -hmm. and she's pretty much hey I want to you know, you know, blow through this, get it done, and get it up you know, on the wall, or give it as the gift, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, get up as a sample, and and so I thought that was the only kind of quilter there was. Yeah. And I find out there's all different kinds. Some are, boy, it's got to be you know, 100% perfect from top to bottom. But there's an eighth inch difference from you know, on a mm-hmm. rip it out. Yeah, hot, yeah, they rip it. I'm like, nobody can tell. I can tell. Mm-hmm. It's out. <laughs> yeah, thankfully I'm not like that. But yeah, I do know people like that. I'm like, it's fine. They're like, it's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It's a, it's a lot. And I'm trying to, I've been like pushing on my socials to get more people on YouTube and more people on my Instagram so that he'll let me, able let me teach him how to quilt. <laughs> so he's like, I'm not going to, I don't want to. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. But, oh, yes. I did hear about that. You guys have a little, uh, little contest mm-hmm. going, right? And then, yeah. and then you're be quilting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. I was like, Everybody follow me. <laughs> you may not be happy about it once you start trying to teach him because a wife teaching a husband doesn't always work that well. Yeah. I mean, I'm a teacher, so I have some education background. I know how to be patient when I need to be. But, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. We'll document it. And <laughs> Cut out the cussing, right? Yeah, exactly. Bleep it out because I'm sure there will be lots. But, no. Um, yeah, I'm just always curious as to, like, when – you know, families own a business, if everybody quilts or if it's just kind of like you pull from each other's strengths and and how that works for you guys. Yeah, I, uh, you know, obviously uh, my wife quilts and that's mm-hmm. how we found out about the business being for sale is because she was a customer at the store. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and uh, so we both we both had our own businesses and we had sold those to go find a business to operate together. So okay. we wanted to do that. And so this this after actually about two years of looking for a business to buy, this this popped up. Mm -hmm. And so um, I bring my business experience. She brings her business experience and she brings the culting experience as well. So okay. um, we kind of work as a team. And then we definitely need Michaela mm -hmm. because there's just too much to do running the store. It's right. amazing. You know, the, mm -hmm. there's so many businesses within a quilt shop mm -hmm. because you have a you have a, a fabric store and then you have uh, a a school mm -hmm. in your classroom when you do 100 classes yeah. and then you have um, machine sales and you have machines and repair mm -hmm. all those are different businesses that take a little bit different um, personality style to operate well sure sure mm -hmm. i can imagine it's like you know, I run certain parts of our business and my mom kind of runs certain other parts of the business. And it's like, yeah, definitely our strengths are shown in that. So it's just always nice to see a bigger operation run by a family. But like, it is possible. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. So, Michaela, when did you start managing the store? Uh, so I started managing two and a half years ago now. Okay. Um, yeah. It's people ask me what my job description is and. I say, I don't know. It's something different every day. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on what we need. So. Yeah. She runs off a fire extinguisher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's the jack of all trades. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Just so for the best. Yeah. Have you always been into quilting or was it just something that... No, I didn't start till I was probably 16. Okay. Um, I started working for a long arm quilter before I knew how to sew. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so I went straight in and then just kind of started working here from there so started out on the sales floor and then okay. just have been here ever since and I love it and now yeah. that's all I do when I get home is so and yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> right I know it's like you would think that we would burn out but there's always something new there's something to do <laughs> something new to make yeah that's mm -hmm. so fun um so what's like your typical day <laughs> as a as a manager probably you said it's <laughs> different every day but like what do you hope for I guess um yeah, it kind of depends. Like, so I'll help pick out the fabric that we're going to order. Mm -hmm. um, I do some of the ordering for, like, machine parts and stuff like that. And then just helping the team as much as I can, mm -hmm. whatever they need. I want to be able to have them do the best that they can do and give them what resources that they need to do that. Yeah. Um, so just kind of whatever needs to be done and wherever they need me is where I'll go and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you do a lot of, she does a lot of helping organize um, who's going to do a sample for the store. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and also uh, uh, helping with, we do a lot of kits, mm -hmm. we do a lot of our own, cut our own kits. Okay. And so okay. she does a lot of organizing how we're going to cut those kits. Uh, yesterday you were on the phone trying to figure out what their, how their pattern was supposed to work. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. um, your pattern uh, doesn't really follow along too well. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're having a problem with this. And if, <laughs> if we're having a problem, our customers are going to have a problem. Mm -hmm. So she does a lot of troubleshooting to prevent. And so there's the fire extinguisher stuff, which is right. a lot of uh, preventive stuff, yeah. trying to make sure things run smoothly yeah. in front of the customer. So she's over, you know, she's out in back, let's say, you know, with the fire extinguisher and all that, and then the customer doesn't see that. Right. Hopefully. Sure. They, they do a little bit, but hopefully they see that it, it looks organized out there, even if it's chaotic back in the back. That's always how you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially with ordering nowadays, sometimes we're ordering fabric over 
a year ahead of time. Yeah. And so trying to remember what we ordered and what we were going to do with it. <laughs> like, where did this come from? <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, describe the big board you have to organize it. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I just got a giant whiteboard and put each month. Mm-hmm. And supposedly what's supposed to be coming in that month and what we're going to do with it. However, everything's been weird with shipping. So mm-hmm. each month I kind of move everything. You're like, this one, this one. Yep. <laughs> That'll be later sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, we just got some Valentine's fabric a week ago or so. That was oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <that's> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people buy <clears throat> seasonal fabric all year long. I mean, I know I'm looking at Christmas fabric already, and mm-hmm. it's only March, so it's one of those nice things that you can mm-hmm. think ahead and need time to that, get so. your projects done. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, with, you don't put it out until February. It's too late. Yeah. Right? It's like, I need to make my February quilts in November, yep. <laughs> Christmas quilts in July. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I the whiteboard sounds like it was so fun. I love to like set stuff up, and we have whiteboards all over our office area and like our house, and we're always like making schedules and drawing up notes and like writing down things because it's just it's nice to have it right there in your face. So mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. That way, you can't forget it if you have to stare at it yeah. all day. It's like, oh, there it is. It's well, not get lost. somebody else can see it too. Mm-hmm. They can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's doing something else. Somebody else can pop in and say, oh, yeah, that's that's what's going on with that. That's mm-hmm. nice. It makes it more visible for everybody. So you're not the only one with the mental load of yes. it. <laughs> Communication is key. <laughs> with back orders, it really, you know, everybody knows that back orders have been a huge issue for everybody. And that has put a huge strain on management for, you know, whether it's a bike shop or a quilt shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden you have to try to manage all that. And you have to take all the phone calls from people saying, gee, I ordered that two months ago or whatever it is. And so <clears throat> back order on parts, <clears throat> back order on fabric, mm-hmm. back order on patterns. It really creates a lot of havoc. And that just is a management load Yeah. Uh, to try to keep the plates in the air mm-hmm. uh, and keep communicating with customers. Yeah. Uh, but back orders have been a real challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had a lot of, like, you know, pushback from customers because of it, or are they pretty understanding, like, with back orders and stuff? They've been great, I think, because everybody's been back ordered everywhere. It's not just the fabric industry. Mm-hmm. They understand that it's... That's good. Mm-hmm. That's always, like, a worry. I'm like, please be nice to your local <laughs> shops because they're working really hard for us <laughs> to make sure we can keep quilting through all this. So mm-hmm. that's good. The worst part is when your manufacturer can't tell you when the part's going to be there, because mm-hmm. if you could just tell your customer it's going to be, you know, two weeks or six months or whatever, but all you can tell them is we have no idea, mm-hmm. uh, because they've yeah. given up because they thought it was going to be, you know, they, you know, early on they'd say, oh yeah, yeah the container's arriving in New York, it'll be there in two weeks, mm-hmm. and then the container sits in the in the lot for two months, right? And so they just quit, they've quit predicting, right? And so we just tell the customer now, well, until it's, you know. In the store, right. really difficult to tell you. Sometimes, you know, we get a shipping notice and we know, okay, we're good. It's shipped from, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago or whatever. Yeah. But, boy, it's... That's got to be rough. It, it is tough when you can't tell them. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't even have the the answers. And the people who are supposed to have the answers don't have the answers either. You're like, okay, I guess we're going to just wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, like, I don't think it's really stopped anybody from creating new new fabric and I know just you know some of my favorite fabric designers have put out new lines recently and they're starting to show up in stores and I'm like well 
I mean, the world's still turning, I guess, so yep. <laughs> we can still quilt and it's going to be okay. Yes. And, and we never ran out of fabric, luckily. We, you know, might when, you know, what, two years ago mm-hmm. we were sitting in the dark here with the doors closed. <laughs> right. And my wife just said, we're just going to keep taking fabric because a lot of people mm-hmm. were stopped halting their fabric deliveries because they didn't know what was going to happen. My wife's yeah. like, no, let's just keep taking the fabric. So we started stacking up the fabric in the back, yeah. but we had it to keep going when, when uh, things open back up. So yes. that was a good decision on her part. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure. Cause if you're not getting anything new, when you are ready to open again, it's like, do you want to be on the other end of that? Or do you want to be, you know, what's the word I'm looking Proactive. for? Proactive. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's yeah. The last two years have been tough on everybody, but I think it's nice to see the resiliency of, of quilting itself and how many people started quilting and, that's yes. like what gets me so excited and happy about doing what I'm doing is it's like seeing more and more people joining the quilting community. And I've loved every minute of being part of it. And I just get deeper and deeper. And I'm like, I'm like I want more. I want to go talk to more people who are, who are pushing this forward and, you know, allowing this modern era of quilting to happen. And yeah. And, and you know, it, there are a lot more men quilting now too. Just letting you know, <laughs> there are a lot more men quilting. There's a lot of men embroidering. Um, we, we we had that for a while, but there's a lot. I mean, embroidery um, is very similar to woodworking from the standpoint of laying things out and mm-hmm. and things like that. And same same thing with quilting itself and the long arm quilting. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of men I uh, I know that you know some of the older gentlemen that they were supporting their wives mm-hmm. doing stuff and they were like woodworkers and they go oh you know what. That looks a lot nicer to sit in the warm house and do that instead of out in my cold shop in the winter doing right. the woodworking. So, <laughs> yeah. so some of them yeah. have gravitated over. All of a sudden, their wife says, "I need a new machine because I can't get on it." Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, this so, guy took it over. Yeah, we have several of those husband-wife teams that that awesome. uh, have done that. And one of the guys combined the two, and he started uh, making you know custom frames to go around his quilt, his embroidery art oh, that he was doing nice. and, and then selling it for, you know, basically no profit because he just wanted to you know, take it to craft shows. Right. Uh, so that was kind of a fun thing to see somebody combine the two crafts. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. He was doing stuff on burlap and things oh, like that. Cool. It's just making it really cool. So yeah, there's a lot of more guys getting into it too. So that's kind of fun to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've loved seeing like more males come into the, into the scene because I think, I mean, as you can tell by the title of Not Your Granny's Gold Show, like, I think those of us who are, you know, younger and and starting into this or wanting to share it with our peers and stuff, it's like, we have to find different ways to do things and make it new and exciting. And, and I think I've said it before, I have nothing but respect for like traditional methods and how quilting came to be, but I really love pushing for the, the modern things and just the creative things people come up with ways to marry their their hobbies and their loves of, of art and craft and that's that's so cool and of course they keep pushing the boundaries of what machines do too so mm-hmm. there's the new stuff coming out where oh uh, i can do this on a machine now or i can do that mm-hmm. on a machine now and so you know, new techniques like you say mm-hmm. uh, some of them might be a shortcut or some of them might just be a, a cool thing you didn't even know a machine could do so yeah so that's kind of pushing the boundaries too yeah yeah it's um, our long arm that we have, we have like the computer system on mm-hmm. it and everything and just the things it can do. I'm like, oh, it's so fun <laughs> because there's just, we're always finding new things and different ways we can add, you know, personality to quilts. And so mm-hmm. it's super fun to see what these 
yeah, the machines can do the new technology that's coming out and ways to make it, you know, make it more accessible to express your creativity. You don't have to be good at free motion long arming to get a beautiful design on your quilt. And I think that's kind of what people think when you say quilting, they're like, oh no, I can't. I'm like, no, no, watch this. I have a computer and I boop a few buttons and then it does it. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but so do you guys long arm here? We don't long arm. We sell long arms, but okay. uh, we just refer to our customers for that because we don't want to compete with our customers. It's sure. kind of our, our story. So okay. we sell a lot of long arms. And so we just want to support those people we sell them to. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's how we operate with that. Going back to younger people, one of my wife's things was to hire younger people mm-hmm. uh, because she wanted that we want distribution of experience, distribution of ideas. Mm-hmm. We have, I think, two people working here right now that have, have, are working on or have art degrees. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, four-year art degrees. Wow. And they bring, you know, just a, a whole bunch of different things that we would never have gotten. Mm-hmm. And the other thing she did is she started doing a team of picking out fabric mm. and making sure she had people that she disagreed with, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, helping sure. her pick out fabric. Yeah. And it's funny, they'll sit back here having a little fight, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, maybe you know, there's blood every once in a while. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's quilting. There's always blood sweat. <laughs> yeah, right. but, you know, really, uh, she's like, I hate that. And she's going, I love that. Okay, mm-hmm. well, what are you going to do with that? Well, I'll bet you you don't sell much of that. And then they'll have a little contest about mm-hmm. how much they're going to sell of that. And then uh, yeah. But it, but you know you have to have those different viewpoints served, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you see oh there that's something that I wouldn't have thought of doing with that, and now look at that that's that's a great way to, to to sell that fabric because it's I wouldn't have thought of putting it in that pattern or making a bag out of it or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so nice to have like different input and see other people's perspectives on things, and because what I would choose won't necessarily be what a client would choose, and. So it takes definitely listening and being open to other people's opinions, even if you don't like them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's always three of us, so we have to get a majority Mm -hmm. is our rule. So that's good. But sometimes you can try to advocate. (laughs) This would be good in that, and but yeah. And I walk by and say, I hope you're, hope you're making the salesperson not happy as I walk by because I don't want them to overbuy too much. A funny story is when we, we had the old store, I think maybe it was the second year we had it. Um, she loves batiks. Mm-hmm. Alice has. And she just buying all these batiks. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, these batiks start rolling in the back door. And there's no room on the floor. <laughs> and we had this, I don't know, must have been... I don't know, 20 or 30 boxes of batiks oh sitting in the basement because we couldn't fit them on the floor. And if I, put, if I, I put them on, a, a, I bought some mobile racks and put them on a rack in the hallway in the basement and say, hey, customer, do you want to come down and see the stuff? We haven't been up on the floor come yet. To the come to the basement and pick out some batiks. Yeah, because we were trying to offload all these batiks. Yeah. And I said, you know, and so every, for the next three years, every time I walked by, I'd say, don't buy any batiks to the salesperson, yeah. you know, because she just would buy any, she never saw a batik she didn't like. So oh it's been a God. real challenge for her. We yeah. have to put her on a diet sometimes. Yeah. You know, you can only have three this time, four next time. Hey. Slowly trickle them in and yeah. send them all, all in only batiks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But she does that to me too with other, other genres. Stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, Which is good. We have. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely certain lines that I would, I just have and I have so much of it. And I'm like, I see it and I'm like, I should buy that. My mom's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because <laughs> I, I want it. more of it. She's <laughs> like, but you haven't even used what you have. I'm like, 
And what if I do? <laughs> what yeah. if I need more after? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, I want the scraps to make other. She's like, oh my god. Okay, let's do it. Like, <laughs> she's very easily to easily talked into schemes of buying fabric. So they just need to take it home and pet it for a while. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. We just like hang it up and look at it. Yeah, you know, move it out. <laughs> then we put it away until we're, you know. <laughs> but that's. I think that would be the fun part is like choosing which fabric to have and but it's so difficult they struggle mm-hmm. a lot because mm-hmm. i think i'm trying to remember the ratios but um we asked some of the uh, suppliers what percent of the fabric that you guys produce do you show show us when you come in here and mm-hmm. it's something like 30 percent oh my gosh of what's available uh and then we pick out maybe 25 percent of what they show us mm-hmm. and we carry around seven thousand volts mm-hmm. so there's just so much out there yeah. And so they're whittling down choices before they come here, and then we're whittling down the choices some more, and it's it becomes pretty difficult because you do want to buy a lot more than you end up buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. And you you you'd have a hundred thousand bolts if you bought everything you wanted. I'm guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'd be in Costco with your fabric, and yeah. you'd be bankrupt very quickly. <laughs> yeah. That's how you can get a big enough quilt shop is to take over a Costco. Costco. Yeah. That's yeah. the only way. Right. Yeah. It would be the dream. We just need to find a bunch of people with, you know, money to burn and right. just go in there. And... It's got millions of dollars burning hole in their pocket. We've we got to yeah. buy a bigger shop. Don't invest in Bitcoin. Invest in fabric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell him. I'm like, honey, we need more fabric. He's like, no, we don't. <laughs> no. And it, it's, it's a challenge because there is some fabric where, you know, we rotate our fabric uh, you know, into the sale areas and, and, and they'll come, wow, the heck did that not sell? Right. Uh, and then something else you're, you're trying to reorder it and they know we're out, you can't reorder it. So, you, you know, so you don't always get it right. Uh, and one of the things they do a lot, she does, it's with the staff, they rotate stuff around the store constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing moving something to a different spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's almost like... It seems brand new when it's somewhere else in the store. It's like, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, and we have the staff constantly moving stuff around, and then we have a person comes in on Fridays, and that sole purpose is to redecorate the store oh, wow. every Friday. Wow. Uh, and the staff helps do that as well, but they're moving stuff all the time. And that I think that's a key thing is just being able to refresh mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. is a is a really big thing. It takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. But it really, I think, is one of the most important things a quilt shop can do mm-hmm. is to continually move their stuff around the store and re-display it in different ways. Yeah. It, it does take a lot of energy. Sure. But I think it's a key thing uh, to keep it look every time somebody comes back in, it looks a little different. Yeah, it's like walking into a new shop every time. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. And we also need to make room for all the new fabric that comes in every day. So what can we move to make room for the new stuff, the 20 boxes that just came in? Yeah, Yeah, we bought a bunch of new fixtures. We have several times at the last time we bought some new fixtures. um, They said, oh, yeah, that's good. And I said, okay, so I sold the other fixtures to employees, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then last week. Well, we need some more boxes, fabric boxes. I'm like, I just sold them to you guys like six months ago. <laughs> like, give them back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got more fabric. We need to put to put it over. I'm like, I thought we were done. <laughs> yeah. Never done. No. Yeah. Oh, there's our mascot here, Hi, Spencer, so coming up for air. Um, so, do you guys sell fabric online, or do you have? We don't sell fabric online, and and my wife and I, you know, obviously. We've been told to do that, and we've talked a lot about it. Mm-hmm. 
and um, and I'll, I'll give you our reasons. Our reasons were one, we're having a hard time doing what we're doing. Mm. Was number one. So it's going to take a lot of energy to do that well. Mm-hmm. And we look around, and there's a ton of people doing a very, very good job of selling fabric online. Mm. And the pricing is very, very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. So if we did it, we'd have to invest a lot in it to compete with people that are doing it very well. And we'd have to have lower prices online than we have in our store. Right. So don't come into our store, buy it online. Well, that doesn't go with you know, getting people in our store. So right. we're trying to do brick and mortar really well. Okay. And that's hard enough. And so we've decided not to do that. We're selling kits online, some machines online. But fabric is just so hyper-competitive mm-hmm. uh, that... Again, we just decided not to do that, and I, you know, I know a lot of people would say, "Well, that's just not a very good decision," but, but that's our reasoning. And sure. then we're doing very well with our brick and mortar, mm-hmm. and we want people to come in our store. We want to give them a good experience. Mm-hmm. We built we built Disneyland for quilters, and and so um, we want them to come and experience our, our store. And we want to do a good job of that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why we we don't sell fabric online. Okay. And we may never, um, and maybe we're just old. But, <laughs> but I think uh, yeah, that's our reasoning anyway. That was our business rationale for, for not doing that. Okay. And we sell, the other problem too is we sell a ton of fabric mm-hmm. in our store. And so uh, being able to keep track of inventory where somebody doesn't buy an online, we just sold it the last yard out on the floor. Yeah. That's a challenge for, for a high volume fabric store. I can, I mean, I can respect all those reasons of not wanting to put yourself on there to... Because it is, it's a whole nother level of having to manage the online stuff as well as if you're if you're busy enough in store and you don't feel like you need to add that online aspect. I mean, but you do have you know YouTube videos and other other things that you guys put out online and that can make make it easier for customers to connect with you outside of the shop, which mm-hmm. I think is good. Yeah, that's the, that's what we're trying to do. And you know, like I said, we built a brick and mortar store, mm-hmm. and so uh, our goal is to have a really good experience when they come in the store. Um, visually and and emotionally and with our staff connecting with them and we think that uh, you know there's been a lot of you know, negative you know connotation with brick and mortar retail that it doesn't work anymore and blah 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 but but I think done right it works really well and I think people need you know other people need to understand that retail does work really well if you create a good experience mm-hmm. and, and people do want to go out and go to a uh, a fun place. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to go to a place that's that you know isn't run well mm-hmm. and doesn't look nice mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But I think people do want it. So if we create that experience, then we're confident we can keep doing well. And I think you look around at some other you know really good retailers out there, mm-hmm. and they're doing well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you walk into Sears and there's nobody to help you, and the merchandise looks like it was from 20 years ago, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to do so well. It, it, these department stores. Went exactly the wrong way. Right. They had no staff because, you know, right. and, and when we bought the store, funny story, I'm an analyst, right? That's what my old business was. And so I bought all this data on, on quilt shops mm-hmm. and analyzed it and looked at the financials of the store we were buying and said, oh, look, they're paying too much money for staff. We can make money by getting rid of staff when we buy the store. Mm-hmm. And so we bought the store and we're you know, kind of watching what's going on. We realized well, something's wrong because we don't have enough staff mm. to really help our customers. Right. And so I we went, well, oh, there goes that idea. Right. <laughs> and so we said, and my wife's connotation was, we got to staff for success. Yeah. So I think um, the last thing we want to do is not market and not staff. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And it's, there's two places people always cut is cut your marketing, cut your staff to save money. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to staff and market for success. Mm -hmm. Put lay your money out there and be confident that doing it that way is going to work. Yeah. Because if somebody comes in my store and they can't get any help, and it does happen, mm -hmm. we have you know we don't get 100% great reviews. Sometimes we ignore somebody. Mm -hmm. We don't want to, but sometimes it happens. Mm -hmm. Not good. You want, you know, it's close to 100% of the time that somebody comes in and they're wowed and they get great service, mm -hmm. exceptional service. Yeah. Uh, then I think you can succeed in, in, in any retail business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we've, you know, we talk, I worked in various retail jobs, coffee shops, whatever you name it, and it's same thing. Yeah, they're like, well, we got to cut staff. I'm like, I know you've got a bottom line, but if we don't have enough people to help our customers, well, we're not going to do well. And mm -hmm. I mean... I did when I was a barista. I advocated hard for us having a third person at a certain time of day because we're like, well, you're not making enough. I'm like, I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't do it by myself. Mm -hmm. If you want more money, there has to be more people because then we, then we can help more customers. And then, of course, it worked, and they were like, well, <laughs> I'm a teacher. I shouldn't know these things. You should. <laughs> but That's the idea, and yeah, absolutely yeah. spot on to the idea. And we just, uh, you know, looked out some other stores, uh, of different different kinds you walk in you go well, you walk into cabela's or something right mm -hmm. and you go wow this is this is pretty cool mm -hmm. uh, it's an experience there's a mountain sure. in the middle of the store with yeah. you know, animals yeah. walking down it you don't yeah. see that every day yeah. <laughs> right. yeah exactly it's like something that grabs your attention and makes you go wow i don't see that everywhere else you but, can always tell when it's somebody's first time walking into the store because they kind of just stop and go that's exactly what I did. The first time I walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to live here. And my mom was like, am I ever going to get you out of this store? I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> but I, yeah, it's, you guys have built that experience. And I think, like you said, you're focusing on the experience and, and it, it shows. I mean, I had a great experience when I came in before as just strictly a customer and I was, I was helped cheerfully like I was looking for a specific fabric and and I I got the help I needed and asked for and and there was lots of people out on the floor helping and the selection was fantastic I was just like man this is awesome <laughs> lots of fabric lines that are hard to find in Boise surprisingly because we have quite a few quilt shops but it just gave me a really good appreciation for for this shop even though it was the one time you know but it left an impression on me and so yeah, when we were coming up, he was like, is there any quilt shops? I was like, we're going to, I'm going to quilt TV, let's do it. I was like immediately like emailing. I'm like, help, I want to come talk to you. Because <laughs> it was just, it left an impression on me. So I think you're doing, I think you're doing the job. I think you're doing it. So. Well, I say we don't hit all the park all the time. It's it's really impossible to do that. But it's, mm -hmm. it's the idea of what you're shooting for. Right. Uh, is to provide an exceptional experience. Because. You know, as you said, go back to buying, buying fabric online, if you can sit on your couch in your pajamas and you can chat with somebody and buy something and never move, mm -hmm. that's a pretty good customer experience. I mean, it's hard to be better than that. Sometimes. So now I, I've got to have an experience where it's got to be good enough where you're willing to go take a shower, get some clothes on, <laughs> brush your teeth, yeah. and come down to my store Yeah. Uh, to get maybe the same thing or something very similar to what you're buying online in your jammies. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you, you, good customer service really isn't enough. It needs to be an exceptional experience, right? Yeah. And, and a human connection. Mm -hmm. One of the things I think um, has come out in research is, you know, they thought that younger people don't care about human contact. 
probably do. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, but I mean, a lot of people. Oh yeah, they're just online and they don't care about human contact. Mm -hmm. they, so don't worry. You know, they'll buy everything online. They don't care about that. But I think uh, what they found is um, the young, younger people appreciate it even more. Because they haven't experienced it that much, because there there isn't very good experiences in retail most of the time, and so they're really wowed when they do get it, yeah. and they go, "Wow, this is." You know, maybe don't think that way, but they they walk away going, "Wow, that was something uh, I really want to experience more of." Mm -hmm. And so there's that opportunity yeah. for the younger generation uh, to to give them experience they're not they're not used to getting. Yeah, well, and I think it can be kind of an intimidating you know, craft to get into because there is so much. And so if there's someone willing to give you attention when you're in a shop and feeling lost, because it's, it can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. if you don't really know what you're looking at, but if someone takes the time to say, okay, what are you looking for? How can I help you? They help steer you in a direction or show you where things are that you're looking for instead of, you know, just ignoring you and forcing you to wander or answering your questions. I mean, that's been an invaluable piece of, of how I've shopped in, in my local stores is know, getting to know the people that work there. And then they come, when I come in, they're like, do you need help today? Or is there anything specific you're looking for? They know that I'm there for a specific purpose. And so they'll, they know to help kind of gear my search if I'm asking for help, but it's just nice to be able to walk into a store like that and, and know that you're going to get good, good service and have a good selection to choose from. And and see, you know, new, beautiful stuff all the time. And, and I think it's, that's an invaluable piece of it is, is feeling like you're welcomed into that community instead of being given the cold shoulder, like, oh, you're just a young person. I don't need to talk to you. It's like, well, and it's, I'm exactly who you need to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult though. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we, my wife and I talked about, it, we, you know, we, all of our brands of sewing machines, especially, and even some of the fabric, they send us all this marketing material all the time, all these big signs that say sale and big signs that market their product and all this stuff. And so you can walk into a, especially a sewing machine store mm -hmm. and see all these signs and sale and bargain and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And we don't have any of that stuff on our floor yeah. um, because we're not about, obviously we want to sell stuff. Sure. We're in business, right? <laughs> but we don't want that to be the experience when you're coming to our store that you walk in the store and you can tell all they want to do is sell you something. We'd rather have you walk into our store and say, they want me to have an experience. Mm -hmm. And yeah, hopefully that experience will lead you to buy something. But the idea is you're just having a nice experience. You know, when you walk through the sewing machine department, it's not a bunch of, you know, sale signs everywhere. It's mm -hmm. just, hey, here's some neat stuff. Yeah. And if you want somebody to show this to you, hey, great. If, if you just want to look around at the bright, shiny objects, great. Yeah. You know, yeah. no pressure. They're fun to look at for sure. I'm like, yeah. hmm, what's this one? I don't care for that. Walk away. <laughs> but it's cute. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. I like that. I'm just I'm a fan of your shop, so I am super happy that you were willing to welcome us here, and and I think you guys are doing a great job, and so thank you for being being in this community and and continuing this business here and and doing what you're doing because I think it is important offering people that that idea of the experience over selling you something is, is super important. Yeah. And it's, it's been fun because we, like I said, we both came from different businesses where we were in personal service businesses. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there was 
you know, you, you, you did the work, you got this much money. Right. Right. So it's pretty easy to predict what you're going to make. If you want to make more money, do more work. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and retail is a, you know, total faith experience because mm-hmm. I could do everything right. And God could say, sorry, nobody's coming in your store. Yeah. Or I could do everything wrong. And God could say, I'm sending everybody in your store. Right. Like, so what? <laughs> every day you wake up and you go, well, I don't know what's coming today. You know, it could be a great day. It could be a horrible day, mm-hmm. but I have faith that it's going to work the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So it's been a great uh, faith builder that way. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, that's we're kind of in that same boat of like we started our long army business just kind of like my mom and I were like, we love doing this so much. And Abe was like, you guys want to start a business? We were like, we sure do. Let's go buy a machine. And so <laughs> it's just been kind of, you know, that blind faith of taking the steps forward to to grow it and push it into something that's, you know, a, a loving a, a loving little beacon in the community of quilting that people can come and know that we're going to do the very best we can to, to enhance what they've already done. And so I, I just love talking to other people who have that kind of mindset of like, how can we, how can we make those connections? How can we make this people centered and, and express our love of this to them too? So that's awesome. Yeah. McKay, how old are you? I forget. 23. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're even younger than me. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, she started really young in this, and yet, you know, she showed, you know, m- my wife, we were trying to find, you know, somebody for a manager, and she goes, well, everybody goes to Michaela to ask their questions. Mm. There's my manager, mm-hmm. because that's the person they're going to, and regardless of age, right? So that, yeah. you know, age doesn't matter to us. Right. Uh, we want people that are, are a natural fit for the position, mm-hmm. and so we try to hire the best people we can and then we try to morph them into what their strengths are right mm-hmm. yeah. uh, instead of trying to pigeonhole them in, in some place they're not maybe comfortable right. so she just kind of migrated to that and then my wife just keeps giving her more and more <laughs> and more <laughs> she's like you can handle it it's fine yeah. I'll be fine like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to college at the same time so well, naturally yeah naturally. <laughs> yeah. so she's well, young though what are you going for? Yeah, what's Business management. Business management. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, go home, study, mm-hmm. and so, and go to sleep. Yeah. Do it all again. It's all practical. <laughs> it all fits together. Yeah. That's awesome. And her husband just graduated, and so he, and he just started a new job, what? Two days ago. Two days ago. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So now she gets to be on normal hours because he was working a night job oh, during, during going to school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. We know the school and work life. It's in most of our relationships yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of us is always in school <laughs> right yeah. like wow we can actually like do things in the evenings <laughs> right <laughs> you don't know if you're married in spite of it yeah or, 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 or whether that's what's keeping you married yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know what this is but it's working so. <laughs> well that's so cool well how lucky for you to get to work somewhere that inspires you to keep creating and mm-hmm. helps you kind of you know, you're practicing what you're learning in school, and that's mm-hmm. super fun. It's the best job ever, and working for great bosses who mm-hmm. respect all the employees and want to lift everybody up is just the best thing. It's so nice. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, how good. That's so good. I'll tear you down in a minute. And ones that you can joke with. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> That's nice when it just feels comfortable to be who you are and mm-hmm. feel that you can be your best self here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Wow. Well, I don't have any more questions, but I am super grateful that you guys were willing to do this with me today. And 
um, we're going to get some shots of the shop so people can kind of see what you've set up. And I know you guys have a trunk show going on today. Yeah, that's where my wife is. That's why she isn't here because she's helping run a trunk show uh, for Cotton and Joy. Cotton and Joy. Yeah. So okay. uh, they're they're in the classroom and, mm -hmm. and doing that. Okay. So we always have too many things going on, mm -hmm. but that's where we have so many people, right? So yeah. we can double team it. So yeah. you guys got the bad owner and <laughs> sorry you didn't get the good owner no you're a good owner it's good yeah yeah friends from spokane friend glick and so she has been designing patterns and she okay. just designed her first fabric line with riley blake designs oh so okay we love riley just blake came, yes yeah. okay so just came in so she's like meeting everybody and yeah I'm excited to meet her. Yeah. I always, when, She's so fun. When Michael said that she was coming, I was like, well, this will be so fun. Like, <laughs> we'll just add to the chaos, but yeah. yep. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so, yeah. So, for our listeners and anybody who wants to check you out, uh, what where can people find you online? So, yeah, we have our website, uh, which is coltybspokane.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram. I think we're even on TikTok. We're on Pinterest and TikTok. Yes. Oh. But not much. And then we also have a YouTube channel, so Culture B Spokane on YouTube, and okay. we do uh, lots of uh, tutorials. Uh, recently, we've been comparing different machines at mm. different price points and kind of what the differences are, um, and then just different tutorials. And then we have the weekly walkthrough mm -hmm. uh, yep. Facebook Live where we walk through and show all the new fabric lines that came in, maybe you need some new notions, things like that. Okay. And that's usually runs about about what fifteen minutes or so, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just showing the new lines that came in. Okay. Uh, what's happening at the B? Buzzing. What's, what's buzzing, buzzing at the B? What's buzzing yes. at the B? I love that so much. Yeah. yeah, and then we also have a Facebook group. Um, um, the high quality. Yes, the Quilting Beehive, um, where customers can just show their projects and share okay. notes, share notes, and talk to awesome. each other about stuff they're doing, and just kind of bounce ideas off, and just a community online that they can get together and just learn different things so that's awesome well we'll link everything in the show notes for people so they can easily get to you but it's nice to hear that you have such a presence online even though you don't sell fabric online there people can still get to you and mm -hmm. and see what you have to offer so that's awesome yeah and we do have kits and other right. things online um just not fabric just not yardage yeah and we have a lot of <laughs> unique kits because you know we, we cut our own so mm -hmm. um it's funny you know fabric line comes in and somebody goes yeah, I don't really like the sample they made, but we'll make a we'll make a kit out of a using a different pattern that we think's you know, clever. So mm. they do a lot of that, and so I don't know. I forget. Treasure said how many kits, unique kits we usually have sitting around. It's it's a lot. Uh, hundreds. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's There's awesome. a lot of kits in the <laughs> so store. If people want kits, they can come to you. And that's why we're like being uh, close to I ninety because yeah. people can just you know <clears throat> we have a lot of RV traffic things like that. Mm -hmm. People come through and and it's amazing. We've sold uh, I don't know. A lot of machines, little machines to people that want to put them in their RV. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many people yeah. have to have their machine in their RV. It's like some sort of addiction, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of our clients that we long arm for, they are, you know, snowbirding mm -hmm. down south, and they've been sending us stuff that they've been working on in their in their RVs or their some their winter houses, and sending us stuff to keep quilting. We're mm -hmm. like, okay, but yeah, same thing. It's like it, I don't know that I could go anywhere where I couldn't have my machine or a machine available because 
when the when the mood strikes, I'm like, I gotta sew right now. I gotta do this. <laughs> Luckily, they don't have a detox for quilting yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, <think. laughs> I would be very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting us join you today in your shop. And yeah, we'll again, we'll show some footage of the shop so people can see that. And otherwise, they can find you online at the Quilty Bee Spokane, pretty much everywhere, right? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.